Hi, and welcome to the Wise Healthy Bites podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Catherine. With a combined 28 years of experience as registered dietitians, we're here to share real-life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips that we hope will inspire you to make healthful choices in the aisles of the supermarket and in life. This is episode number 21, Drink Up. And on today's episode, we'll discuss how adequate hydration impacts your mood, energy level, appetite, and more. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today. We're always happy to have you listening. Um, Well, as the temperature rises this summer, you know, drinking enough water and staying hydrated is really more important than ever. Um, You know, staying hydrated helps to keep us energized and feeling good. Um, And even if you are mildly dehydrated, that can cause you to have headaches. You might feel tired. You might feel dizzy. Um, And a shocking statistic, I think, is that according to Harvard, more than half of all children and adolescents in the United States are not drinking enough water. And as adults, we're not doing much better either. So I think, you know, the main takeaway is we do need to be drinking more water. That's right. Um, yeah, it's really, yeah, it's really something. So Beth, let's start with why we need water in the first place. Yeah, no, that's a great way to kind of jump right in. So You know, it may or may not be obvious that water is a critical nutrient for our body. Every system in your body needs water to function properly, including your heart, brain, and muscles. Water also helps to keep your heart pumping, you know, as it pumps the blood through the blood vessels to the muscles and the rest of your body. It cushions and protects organs and joints, helps your muscles work efficiently, regulates body temperature and sweating, of course, very relevant this time of year, uh, aids in metabolism, and transports waste products into to and out of the cells. So basically that you are kind of, you know, excreting those waste products that result from, um, you know, environmental factors and what you eat. Yeah, exactly. So we literally need water every single day um, to be feeling good and keeping our bodies just running the most efficiently. So um, what are some symptoms of dehydration? Because sometimes I feel like you know, sometimes I just feel like maybe when you're not feeling good, you don't know why. Like sometimes the answer is you're dehydrated and you need some water. Um, so dehydration happens when you lose more fluid than you take in and your body doesn't have enough water to kind of perform those normal tasks. So there's a lot of symptoms of dehydration. And this isn't even an all-inclusive list, but these are some of the most common ones. So if you're feeling these things, try drinking a glass of a glass or two of water and waiting a few minutes and seeing if that helps. So one, obviously, is you're thirsty. Um, two, you might have flushed skin, like your cheeks are feeling red. Um, you're feeling tired. You have decreased energy. Um, I think one of the most common symptoms is you're getting a headache. Mm-hmm. Um, you're getting a headache. You might feel a little bit dizzy or a little bit lightheaded. Um, even if you're feeling nauseous. Um, and then also decreased concentration. So all of those things could result from simply not drinking enough water. Yeah, I think some of those you just you may not think of. And I think for me personally, the decreased energy, the dizzy feeling, decreased concentration, those are definite triggers for me. And then drinking a nice glass of water or two, um, it really does make all the difference to kind of like snap me back to life. <laughs> right. And like sometimes if you're not feeling well, or you have a headache, like you might think like, oh, I'm just going to pop some ibuprofen or something mm-hmm. like that. But like, 
try drinking some water first and seeing if that makes a difference. And then you probably won't need that ibuprofen. Exactly. No, that's a great point. Um, so, you know, the million dollar question, of course, is how much water do we need? So essentially, you need enough water each day to replace what you lose during basic activities like sweating, breathing, and trips to the restroom. And now the most common myth here that will uh, help to dispel. Um, so should you be drinking eight, eight ounce glasses of water each day? So I'm sure that most folks listening have heard that old adage and you know, may, you may feel like it's a little overwhelming and hard to accomplish. Um, so the good news is there are no scientific studies to support this idea that you should be drinking eight, eight ounce glasses of water every day. Um, and really the amount of water depends on you know, your own personal bodily factors, your age, gender, activity level, medications, environment, and many more. So if you think of someone, you know, this time of year working in, you know, probably right now a home office, you know, maybe you get a little bit of exercise, but you're kind of doing a lower kind of um, activity type of day versus someone that's out in the heat and working construction, obviously they have a whole different level of hydration needs. So you can't really kind of put everyone in that same bucket, which I guess is the truth for all nutrition recommendations. Yeah. Oh yeah, right? you're absolutely right. <laughs> Yeah, that is absolutely right. So according to the National Institute of Health, um, adult women need to drink about nine cups of water a day, and then adult men need to drink about 13 cups of water a day. So I mean, honestly, the eight, eight ounce glasses is a good start, but I think, you know, the takeaway there is we actually need a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and then when it comes to children, they need anywhere from four to 12 cups of water a day. So if you're, you know, closer to four cups when they're younger, you know, I mean, Amy toddler age, and then you're you're moving up to about 12 cups when they are teenagers. And when I say cups, I'm talking eight ounce cups, not like glasses. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe that's, you know, more than you thought you would need, but you know, those are the recommendations to keep you feeling, you know, great and keep your body energized and performing all those functions. Um, and then just a note too, that pregnant and breastfeeding women probably need a little bit more water than average. Definitely. And I think one thing, and we'll go into this in some more detail as well, is that the food you eat also contributes to that overall fluid intake that you need per day. So it isn't necessarily, I mean, it's the combination together that helps you to kind of reach that overall goal. Um, you know, and I think another side note would be that older adults have a reduced sense of thirst. It may also cut back on fluids to reduce the number of times you need to use the restroom, which could leave them at an increased risk of becoming dehydrated. Um, so if you're someone, or even if you're maybe on the road a lot, or, you know, you don't really just want to take the time, you know, that is not a good reason to avoid drinking enough water, you know, yeah. your body needs it. So, um, you know, make sure to, to focus on that and, and get enough each day. <laughs> yeah. So how do we keep ourselves hydrated? Um, and of course, you know, we want to keep ourselves hydrated in a healthy way. So, you know, water is obviously the number one thing that we can do, but you know, there's a lot of other beverages out there that can contribute to hydration without added sugar. So I love seltzer water. I have a can of seltzer water next to me right now. Um, you can even try infused water that Beth will explain how to make. Um, unsweetened iced teas, unsweetened coconut water. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just need a little bit more flavor than regular water. Um, and I do want to mention too that in terms of sports drinks with electrolytes, um, you know, the, the regular average Joe isn't going to need those on a daily basis. Um, we kind of save those for if you're really sweating, um, maybe working out or playing sports in intense heat for over an hour, then a sports drink might be warranted. Um, but in general, 
plain water will do just fine. And then we also want to, we would recommend staying away from like sugary juice drinks or soda or alcohol to rehydrate, you know, after playing sports or just honestly in general. Definitely. No, these are all really great suggestions. Um, you know, and I do love the seltzer water and just kind of something with a little bit of carbonation sometimes. It's just, it's something different, you know, and it's, it's a little bit more um, enjoyable than just plain water. But, you know, I think it's a common issue that people say, I just don't like the taste of water or I just yeah. can't make myself drink plain water, which, you know, of course it can be a little bit boring, but um, you know, there are a lot of easy ways to, to kind of add some flavor without adding again, that, that sugar or kind of artificial colors, flavors and so forth. And this time of year, I feel like it's a great time to experiment with this. So trying to infuse it with fresh herbs, vegetables, and fresh fruits. So when you're using some of these different ingredients, they just add, you know, for one, I think it's a cool like visual. You see the mm -hmm. cubed watermelon floating around in the water, maybe some fresh mint. Um, it just, it's like a nice little spa beverage. You can pretend you're at the spa, just relaxing and enjoying a great day for yourself. Um, but you're in your home drinking some water. Yeah. Um, so some easy ways you could prepare this at home would be to, you know, first prepare whatever your add-in would be. So of course, washing all produce, even if you use citrus, for example, wash the surface of that orange lime lemon, um, you know, before you slice it and drop it into that water. So that's one example, but making sure you're washing the produce and handling it correctly before you add it into uh, your liquid. So herbs would also apply there. Um, then mix it up. So you could create like a nice large batch. Or again, if you think of, you know, again, back to that spa reference or even some hotels where they have the nice large, you know, container with like, the citrus yeah. with a melon floating in it, you know, maybe prepare something like that and keep it in your refrigerator, which could be a good way to help your kids drink more water too. We mm -hmm. know they're not getting enough um, as well. Um, you know, then, so start with that l nice large jug, pitcher, whatever it is, add your desired ingredients and fill it up with the water. And for best flavor, you really do want to let it infuse, um, you know, to, to get that flavor kind of throughout. So at least an hour would be recommended. And then for a more intense flavor, let it refrigerate overnight. Um, so you'll have a, a little bit more flavor there than if you you drink it right away, which I've, I've done sometimes too. I'm just impatient and I'm yeah. like, oh, it didn't really even taste like, you know, strawberries. Well, I probably should have just left it sit. Um, so some fresh herbs and fruit will infuse more quickly than others. The longer it soaks, the more flavors, you know, are kind of released into the water and, you know, then even changing it up. So if you don't want to just use plain water here, you could use sparkling seltzer, unsweetened coconut water. Um, and this could be great. So if you're, you know, starting to get maybe some small gatherings back in order on your schedule, this could be a great solution for a mocktail. So if you have someone, you know, maybe if you're serving alcoholic beverages and you want to have a non-alcoholic option, this could be something fun and just, you know, more enjoyable for that guest than just, you know, a bottle of water or something else. So yeah. some easy ways to infuse your water. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, the combinations, you could infuse anything. So like I love, I love just like lemons and limes, kind of like lemons, limes, and oranges are my favorite. You get that really like citrusy flavor in there. Mm -hmm. And I just made some of the other week and it only sat for an hour really. And it just had enough flavor in there. So it was really good. Um, another note too, is you can keep reusing those slices. I wouldn't use them for days on end, but you know, even for up to 24 hours or so, you can use the same, you know, citrus slices. Mm -hmm. Um, so some combinations that we think would be really good. So if you put blueberries in there with some lime slices and mint, um, or even pineapple and lemon and pomegranate would be really good. Um, or cucumber, cucumber mm -hmm. and lemon and mint. So you can really kind of just mix up whatever flavors you like. Um, it's also a good way to 
you know, maybe if you have some produce that is starting, maybe starting to go bad and you're not going to get it eaten up, put it in water and then you'll have some really delicious tasting water. It's like you just read my mind, Catherine. You and I are still you're always saying those just kids about say that. <laughs> Um, you know, and the other thing too, so, you know, maybe if you do, if you have some berries, for example, they've just kind of gotten ahead of you and, and they are on the verge of spoiling and you can't use them all at once. You could also, you know, like maybe wash them, slice them, put them into an ice cube tray with some water and freeze them to further preserve and then just pop them into the water or whatever, you know, when you're ready to drink. And, and some of these too, you know, we're talking a lot about water, but, you know, for example, you could easily put, you know, a, maybe a berry ice cube or a melon ice cube into unsweetened tea to add a little yeah. bit more flavor to an iced tea as well. Uh, of course, lemon and, you know, citrus goes great in that, um, as well. Um, you know, so here, here we have another myth, uh, Catherine, and I know a lot of people would love to have this be true, which we're going to kind of counter it. Um, so drinking water will keep your skin looking young and youthful and vibrant. Doesn't that sound too good to be true? <laughs> well, it sort of is. So drinking water will not prevent wrinkles or other signs of aging. Of course, skin aging really is related to genetics, your exposure to the sun and environmental factors like pollution. So while it may kind of you know, help to, you know, if you're overall consuming in a fluid and you have better levels of hydration and moisture in your skin, that may be a, a positive side effect of drinking more water, but it won't necessarily erase your wrinkles and, you know, take some of those, those sun damaged spots off your, your skin if, uh, if you've yeah. overdone it in the sunshine. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good myth. Um, another good myth is if I drink more water, I will lose weight. So this one is kind of like a yes and a no. So like if you're already properly hydrated, Drinking more water really isn't going to make a difference. Um, but if you are consistently and chronically dehydrated, um, drinking more water really could help your metabolism run most efficiently. Um, and it just kind of helps you also um, help you feel full and kind of take the edge off of hunger. Um, and then additionally, if you are replacing soda or other sugar-sweetened beverages with water, you know, in that case, you would be drinking fewer calories and fewer sugars. Um, so overall, that may um, have some effects on your weight, but it's kind of a, it's kind of like a yes and a no there. Exactly. No, that's a, a kind of a great way to differentiate, you know, why you may see some weight loss as a result of just drinking more water. Right. Um, and so then the next myth would be I should do a lemon water fast after a period of time where I eat or drank too much. And I think if you've listened to our, our podcast now a couple of times, I think you know that Catherine and I would give you a big resounding no right here. <laughs> you know, we are not from the school of thought that restriction and, you know, kind of classifying foods as, as good or bad is the way to, to live. So in in this case, we would certainly to say say no. Um, the body is very effective at taking care of itself. That you know cleanses and, and different things like that that are out there. Um, you know, and that can be tempting to to experiment with. Honestly, you know, they really have no science behind them, and in the long run, they may just end up causing further weight gain. Um, you know, and they actually do lower calorie diets and, and restriction can actually lower your metabolism, which then would you know almost like be counterproductive because you may um, have a harder time losing weight if that's your goal and or just even make
maintaining your healthier weight. So if you're in good health, you know, really the recommendation would be to focus on a balanced diet, adequate water intake again, uh, regular exercise, adequate sleep, and all of those things will really, you know, help to keep your body running more properly and help to kind of clear your body again of those different sources of waste and so forth, uh, more so than doing some kind of restrictive cleanse or lemon yeah. water fast, which doesn't even sound appealing. No, <laughs> right? I would be starving on like hour three. There's oh, no the hanger that would come with that, right? <laughs> Um, so here's an interesting one. Here's a myth that you can't drink too much water. So it is very uncommon, but it is possible to drink too much water. Again, this very rarely happens, but if too much water is, if you drink too much water and your kidneys can't excrete that water fast enough, the sodium content in your blood gets diluted. And so sodium is an electrolyte and it's very delicate, balanced. And again, your body's very good at keeping control of it. But in a case like that, if that sodium gets diluted too much, it really can be a life-threatening condition. Again, not to scare anybody, this is very, very, very rare. Um, but I do want to also mention that if you have certain um, health conditions like you know kidney problems or heart problems, or if you're taking certain medications where you might retain water or things like that, um, and again, I would think that your doctor, you know, if you have those types of conditions, your doctor would talk to you about it. But it actually is possible to drink a little too much water. I think though, before you would get to that point, you would really be feeling like I can't drink any more water. Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. Your body would give you some signs there if you were kind of putting yourself at risk there. I think right, right about that for sure. Uh, and this is an interesting consequence of dehydration, which, you know, I had never heard of prior to kind of reviewing some of our notes here, but a small study published in 2015 found that mild dehydration causes a significant increase in driving air while driving for an extended period of time. So the magnitude of driving errors committed while dehydrated was similar to that observed after drinking an al alcoholic beverage or even um, driving while sleep deprived. So really dehydration to a level that you, um, you know, are on the verge of being unsafe can, you know, impair your driving. So again, that's a really important reason why, you know, if you're traveling this summer or if you travel right. to work and again, if maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to drink because then I have to use rest stops or what have you, you know, that really can be dangerous if you aren't taking care of yourself. So making sure and it totally makes water. sense because if we think back to our symptoms of dehydration, it was fatigue, decreased concentration, headaches. So like all of those things would really impair you when you're driving. So yeah, that was, I, that was a really interesting study that I found. Um, another one is that dehydrate. So what's the, um, what's the deal with dehydration and kidney stones? So one of the biggest contributing factors for developing kidney stones is chronic dehydration. Um, and so when you don't get enough water, calcium and other minerals build up in your urine and it's harder for your body to filter out. Um, so those can form crystals that make up kidney stones. And although it's rare, um, more children are actually developing kidney stones now because they're dehydrated. Um, and then in addition to consuming too much sodium in their diet. So it's kind of a crazy, you know, just consequence that again, we might not have thought of, but so many good reasons to stay hydrated properly. That's for sure. And, you know, some other strategies for really just drinking more water throughout the day, and some of them may be like an aha moment. Some might be kind of obvious, but getting and carrying a reusable water bottle with you and refilling it a couple of times a day, maybe three to four times a day, just as a reminder to yourself to drink it. I know, you know, I, I usually do that myself and it does help when I see maybe a full glass and it's like, oh wait, it's been a little while. Let me 
have a sip, drink some water, and then maybe replenish that. Again, trying to make infused water with flavors you enjoy. If you are drinking sugar-sweetened beverages each day, swap at least one out for a glass of water instead, and maybe start to you know pull that back as well and drink primarily water or unsweetened drinks across the board. Uh, setting a reminder to drink on your phone every two hours during the workday, which sometimes it's maybe that coincides with you know a reminder to get up and just move around and stretch and take a couple of minutes yeah. to debrief, and you know then you drink some water, refill your water, and so forth. So so doing that can be a really good strategy to drink more and eating your water. So adding hydrating foods, uh, fruits and veggies to your meals and snacks. So, you know, some of the ones that we shared, you know, were those water heavy cucumbers, melon, tomatoes, and so forth. And, and fruits as well, even some different dairy products like yogurt and cottage. Yeah, cheese. yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to add one more strategy to that. And it comes about staying hydrated when you're drinking alcohol. So alcohol is a diuretic, um, so and it might lead to dehydration. And especially now in the hotter summer months, if you're at a picnic and having some you know, beverages outside or something like that, kind of the combination of being hot and sweating and then drinking alcohol really can lead you to being dehydrated. So a good recommendation, you know, just have a glass of water in between each of those alcoholic beverages. Um, or since it is summertime, you know, try to get a lower alcohol content beverage or something like that. So I just feel like we needed to add that one in there since it's summer and it's nice out and people are hanging out outside. So yeah. I know, tis the season for alfresco, you know, beverages of some kind, that's for sure. That's right. And so we'll, we'll also, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, too, you know, we'll also share in our show notes a really great mocktail recipe. So we kind of mentioned the mocktail was just like the fruit infused, you know, sparkling water, so forth. Um, but we have a watermelon agua fresca mocktail that uses watermelon, some fresh lime juice, unsweetened coconut milk, a couple of other ingredients. And it's just really, for one, it's beautiful to drink. Yes. And, you know, if you serve this to a guest or even yourself, it's, it's got that really beautiful visual appeal. Um, but that'll be a good one, too, if you want to try that over the, the summer. Yeah. I actually made that the other week and it was really delicious. So Beth, what is our takeaway tip for the week? Yeah, you know, I think as we just continue into warmer days and summer and more time outside, it's just really um, tuning into your body's cues for drinking enough of water and being proactive and just carrying water with you all the time. That would just help to set you up for success that you, you know, you really won't put yourself at risk for dehydration and then you'll feel your best and be able to really enjoy the season and in a very hydrated kind of way. <laughs> hydrated and energized. Totally yes. agree. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. You can get in touch with us by joining the Wise Dietitians Facebook group. Simply search for Wise Healthy Bites on Facebook, or you can email us at wisedietitians at wisemarkets.com. The information shared in this podcast is intended for education only and is not intended to be a substitute for a medical diagnosis or treatment. The Wise Markets Healthy Bites podcast is owned and distributed by Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Any rebroadcast or other use of this podcast without the express written consent of Wise Markets and Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation is strictly prohibited. Please click subscribe so you won't miss a single episode.